Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in. Hi, this is Erica, and today I am sitting in a small town outside of another small town outside of Padova called Rubano. And I'm here with Massimiliano Yaimo, who is a super chef and artist, um, a super duper creative individual who has single handedly, I think, transformed a lot of Italian, about of the concepts of Italian cuisine. From a tiny, tiny town in uh, in the Veneto area. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, ciao a tutti. <laughs> Sorry for my terrible English, but I try today to speak uh, and to explain uh, something about our job. Well, I think your English will be much better than mine today, so don't worry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to sit down and speak with you, but I, before anything, I'd love to talk a little with you about your history because. Yes. I know that you come from generations yes. of chefs. Is that correct? Yes. I grew up in a family in a restaurant in this restaurant and is the third generation. So I can remember at uh, 5 years old I was uh, the mascot in the kitchen with my mother and uh, other chef. And uh, the the first burner that I have had uh, probably was at six years old when uh, uh, some uh, pastry um, sweet cadde fell felt in uh, by the oven and I tried to bring it but it was the sugar and this is the first time that uh, I can understand that uh, pastry is not only. <laughs> Okay. Something with the sugar is also something that you can... Uh... So I learned that, but I didn't learn that until I was like 20, when I stuck my finger in yes. melted sugar, because what? it smelled so Oof. good. <laughs> so you learned that at six. Most... So I can understand uh, what seems really... It's... Try to make something with uh, your body. <laughs> wow, so you were, you were six and you were already in the kitchen. And actually, just really quickly, I know you have a brother and a sister. Is yes, that correct? Yes. And your brother is older than you? Yes. Six uh, and my, my sister also. Oh, so you're the baby of the family. Yes, sure. So they just put the baby to work. <laughs> and, no. you, and you burnt they work. Uh, they work uh, <laughs> as well. As well. Okay. So that was your first, that was your first uh, favorite. Is that your favorite cooking memory of being burnt? <laughs> the first, uh, I can remember a lot of the perfume in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I can remember uh, something that is very interesting is uh, the sound uh, of the, the fork and the ricotta with sugar and milk that my mother made at house at home mm. for us. Um, there's a lot of uh, little details that I can remember. So your your mother, whose name is Rita Kimetti. Kimetto. Kimetto. Yes. Um, that's something worthy of noting is is this is not just a mom. This is a mom who also in 1992 had a Michelin star. Yes. Which is how old were you when when she had when she got her Michelin star? What year were you born? Yes, I I was. Uh, I don't know, 
92, 64. Tu sei di 74? Sì. Ah, ok, allora 18. Sì. 18 years old. But no, you're... Sì, no, tu non sei di 18. No, è il primo del 91. Sì, comunque dai, sui 16, 16, 17 anni. 17. 17. Now, so you grew up with a mom, I mean, even before she had a Michelin star, she was running a top quality restaurant. Yes, sure. And then would come home and make ricotta and zucchero for no, you. No, before. <laughs> That was even before, so, wow. Okay. Because my mother started to, to be chef uh, uh, when I was a child, but uh, when I think in uh, 80, 1981, 82. Okay. But in that period, uh, I remember that uh, she made all bread, biscuits, dessert, because she's a great pastry chef, and uh, all salted and uh, He, she's uh, great to make uh, vegetarian food and fish, very interesting. Meat she can cook, but she don't eat. It's incredible, yes, always. But when oh. uh, she cooks meat, it's very interesting also. Well, now I know, um, I was just talking with Giulia, who works with Massimiliano, and we were talking about the 11 different restaurants that you have. So yes. let's get back. So your family, you, you, you start working in the kitchen when you were six which is called child labor. No, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then how old were you when you started really formally working in the restaurant or the restaurant at the time? So I don't understand really. Quanti anni avevi quando hai cominciato proprio a lavorare? But I start the first experience outside of my restaurant. I was 16 during study period was in Moena uh, to Alfredo Chiocchetti. It was a great experience because we was a chew in the kitchen. He was a, he is a great chef. And today is uh, the chef, the tutor chef of our school in Vicenza, that is the master of uh, Cucina Italiana. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. That's a beautiful. Yes. So you started with him and now he's teaching yes. at your yes. school. Yes, oh, that's because great. it's the school that I, I would like uh, in the past to To, to to be did you did you go to cooking school or you yes just... yes but after cooking school uh, I, I understood that uh, it was not enough mm -hmm. and so I started to study in uh, private uh, today also I continue to, to, to study something uh, and uh, in that period I make this experience was very hard because I was very young and uh, we work uh, a lot. Uh, after that, I make an experience in, um, to Marveira, mm -hmm. at Annecy. I was uh, 18. And uh, at the end, uh, I make an, another great experience to Michel, Michel Gerard, Eugénie Leben. Uh, after that, my, my father, bring me and uh, tell me now you can start to to manage the kitchen in Calandre and it was just uh, an important restaurant and they tell him it's not possible I'm very young I must make some experience more but he told me Massimiliano remember that uh, at 20 years old I managed 60 people in a very famous hotel 
Yeah, Pedro. And so how you cannot uh, manage uh, three <laughs> chefs in your kitchen? And so uh, he gave uh, the key of the restaurant to me and my brother, and he opened another restaurant. This one uh, was uh, really incredible, crazy. But uh, he was uh, always behind, but uh, in the front they, he put up. So your father was like, okay, you and your brother, yes. take this restaurant, I'm going to take another one. I'm gonna... yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And which restaurant was that? Montecchia. Ah, the other. Well, that has a Michelin star as well. Yes. Now tell me a little bit about your brother. How much older is he than you? Six years more old. Oh, okay. And, yes. and he's uh, very, he was and he's very protective to me, always. Um, he's the, the best uh, brother that I could have, also my sister. Huh? And uh, we work together in a strange system because uh, we try to find always the contrast. Because uh, behind the contrast, we try to find a real solution of our guests because we are so different but complementary. So just for everyone to know, his your brother's name is Raffaele, yes. and he is the CEO of yes. And so he's the kind company? of he's the CEO of the company, and he's kind of the the front man. You're you're yes. in the kitchen, and he's out of the kitchen. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. But always uh, he. You know very well uh, the job of the kitchen, and always uh, we can uh, spoke about speak about uh, um, the concept of the dishes, or if you like, if you don't like it. It's always a sort of sharing well, of our competence. Well, I know that you guys. Um, you, you just said that you are different but complementary, and I know that your menus have Max and Raf. Yes. So how would you describe um, but the difference? Or it's a sort of joke. Mm-hmm. In, in the, in fact, you can change the menu and the name, but uh, it's something to remember to our guests that uh, the result of our, our restaurant is always uh, this kind of mix. Is something that uh, when I make something uh, in the kitchen, uh, each movement that I, the body make, is a part of my family. So you cannot really exactly tell that this one is my concept or right. something that is a fusion. Yes, we have a fusion restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's also beautiful. I have I have two sisters, and so I, I think it's really beautiful the collaboration that you have with your entire yes. family and your relationship with your brother. Yes. I think that's you know, my, my husband has a brother and they just fight. And they're in their, they're in their forties, and they still fight all the time. I couldn't I couldn't see them working. They're they're so different. I couldn't see them being able to have any type of like sintonia. Yes, but you know, we like so much uh, this this job. We like uh, the food, uh, and um, so at the end, uh, the harmony we find uh, in in that way. I know. I, I I've been reading a lot about about you. Um, I've I've been to one of your restaurants, which is Quadri, um, and I know that these these points like harmony, um, fluidity. These these are words that come up a lot when people talk about ha yes. about you and the artistry. Because I think that it's you have you have a philosophy 
um, and a spirituality to to what you're doing that um, I think a lot of people may, maybe aren't really well, one, I think a lot of people aren't familiar with, a lot of chefs don't quite necessarily come, have this very artistic um, way of, it, it's beyond artistic, it's like a philosophy on life that you have that you bring yes, to the table. Yes, yes, Do you yes, want to yes. talk a little bit about that? Yes, we, we, we make a, a lot of research of um, lightness, deepness, uh, and liquidity. At the end, uh, we, we published the uh, fluidity that is our one of our book that is that explain uh, really what is what means fluidity for us that is the result of uh, those concepts and the fluidity is something that is um, a sort of uh, fate if you want uh, to listen ingredients uh, to to be inside of ingredients and feel them and to um, we, we, we must to, to listen where they want uh, uh, to go. It's a sort of um, the idea of the water. When the, the water starts and uh, go back, uh, you cannot control. You must to, to feel with them. And the water have a memory, have a, a part of uh, natural, but also is transparent, fluent, and our our uh, cuisine is uh, try to to be real, try to be natural, try to be um, transparent, try to be uh, at the service of the ingredient of the material. For us, the material have the reflex of the microcosm in the microcosm. It means that the, the ingredients have the, the possibility to give us the image of the world, what we are. If you, if you take a, a, a leaves of uh, mind and you spread it in your finger, you can uh, have the perception that uh, at the end uh, the, the material part is nothing but the essence that you cannot uh, see, you can feel. And this is the essential point, is uh, the spirit, the spiritual point. Mm -hmm. And so in, um, when we, we, we cook, when uh, we, we listen to ingredients, we can understand a lot of things. And uh, we must uh, to, to seguir, follow, to follow uh, what ingredients uh, want to, to tell us. So, the, for example, the risotto, saffron and licorice, that is one of uh, our most important concepts, is the, our concept of light. Uh, is something that uh, come out from this idea. So the saffron, for us, uh, is a memory of a licorice, is the contrast, is the... Uh, you can uh, taste uh, the, the bitter and the sweetness in the opposite mm. uh, sense. But is, uh, if you put together, you, you can have a, a sort of uh, um, 
prolungamento. Extension. Extension. Yeah. And in this extension you can appreciate the light because uh, to appreciate the light uh, you need uh, uh, the, the darkness. Now, I think um I think a lot of people uh when they think of Italian food a lot a lot of I mean uh, we're we're finally at a point where um I think outside of Italy people are realizing, you know, they they understand there's different regional cuisine. So what you eat in Padova or what you eat in the Veneto is not what you're going to eat, have. The dishes yes. are not what you're going to have in Lazio, for example. Um and I know one of the beauties of Italian cuisine is that of the different cuisines is that it's very tied to tradition. However, I see what you guys are doing um, in my experience is that and I wanted to ask you about that. How do you how do you feel? Do you feel the weight of tradition with what you're doing? Are you looking to um are you are you utilizing the traditions that per esempio stai stai non lo so, stai collaborando con le tradizioni che hai vissuto e portarli avanti con i piatti che stai facendo o come come c'entrano? La tipica tradizione. Uh, and this before before we, we must tell that uh, as Aimo and Nadia tell us there does not exist uh, an Italian cuisine. There exists a lot of Italian cuisine. And uh, in that way we have uh, a great possibility to represent the difference between uh, each region but inside of each region you can find uh, a lot of interpretation of the same recipe it's incredible and in the same uh, village you have uh, the single family that can tell that the best recipe of uh, bacala is uh, that uh, from the family Zuliano of, or uh, the other family this one uh, you can find in the book but what this uh, real uh, tradition for us is uh, uh, very complicated to explain but is not uh, um, so easy is not uh, the concept that we can find today is not a representation of a recipe uh, is something that is uh, behind is something that uh, uh, is very very good part of the people that can uh, give uh, to the other one something that you cannot represent in a, in a taste is something that is a very spiritual point if you want so uh, what is the concept uh, when uh, we try to do something is always to respect the ingredients the material and we cannot um, cancel the past we must to start the past and uh, probably to understand what uh, what is behind but what is behind also in, inside of the ingredients inside of uh, our artisan uh, it's very complicated is this i i've not had this dish of yours but i do know that um when i was talking to marisa um we were talking about my obsession with carbonara <laughs> and then she said well have you had Massimiliano's carbonara and I was like what I'm like he's from Padova why does he make a carbonara 
But the carbonara is uh, is a recent plate. It's not very historic. It's uh, really something that is uh, 16 years old, probably. And but you know how Romans feel. Romans feel it's their dish. <laughs> And, yes, and you're four hours away from Rome. Yes, yes, I, I, I like so much. Uh, we make uh, a lot of interpretation of uh, um, this dish, uh, and one I can tell you is very interesting in the, in the sense of uh, the lightness that we try to have. But the lightness uh, for us, it, it means uh, something that uh, can give you the possibility to understand more, to, to feel more. And uh, it's a sort of carbonara without, uh, it's made with uh, extra virgin olive oil and uh, the, the egg uh, is uh, cooking uh, uh, in a slow temperature and after it's mixed uh, with extra virgin olive oil and a uh, little stock. And sometimes we, for example in this period, uh, uh, you can serve with asparagus or uh, with pasta. And, uh, with asparagus? Yes, because mm -hmm. the asparagus, for example, have a lot of water inside. We work with a lot of water because the water, I tell you before, is a memory, is something that you can, uh, you can feel very well right. because we, we are, our composition, <laughs> the most part is water. We burn in water and uh, we feel water very well we can understand, it's a sort of a, a way of uh, communication in the life. And uh, in that case, for example, one dish that uh, we probably come out uh, in uh, a few days in Calandrino uh, will be the fettuccine with the carbonara extra virgin olive oil and asparagus. It's very simple but very creamy, very fragrant, and you have uh, um, the, the, the play, the game of uh, resistance that is different is for us interesting. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like it's very interesting. So tell me a little bit about the difference. So Le Calandre is your three-star restaurant, and yeah. on site, which is where we're, we're, stand, we're, we're sitting right now, um, there's also your pasticceria, your bakery, and yes. the bistro, which is yes. Calandrino. What's the difference between Calandrino and Calandre? As far, like, what's the concept of? Yes, in uh, Calandrino is a, is a sort of bistro of Calandre, but it's, um, it's a part of the, the building where you can enter, you can have a breakfast, you can make a very fast lunch with a, a dish that change every day with a calibrate dish in a protein, uh, uh, carbohydrate and uh, ah. vegetarian dish. And, uh, or you have a menu, menu degustation, but you have a, a range of, um, of price that is very... Uh, amenable. Can, yes, yeah. amenable. And you, can, you can drink a very high-quality coffee um, and uh, croissant with extra virgin olive oil, for example, in the morning, that is the same concept that we use in the restaurant. So it is, is a sort of declination of our philosophy in, uh, in our bistro, what is a gastronomic bistro. In, and you have the, the pastry corner also. 
and a lot of our guests make some party or we make some promotion is is very young part of the enterprise in uh, calandre is uh, our lab where we can uh, we have a, a great freedom to expression we we and we try to have the best artisan that we can find in Italy and uh, with a, an approach uh, very very smart high quality but uh, very uh, you can say um, very friendly not formal informal informal uh, because uh, for our the first digestion is uh, to to be at home so our style is that but in a high professional way uh, after you can try you can you can understand our project is uh, linked to the sensoriality or the table where all all things that you touch you can feel not the technology but you can feel a human Resource you can you can you can feel uh, yourself to and you can relax. So just just quickly, the tables in the Calandre are made of wood, and it's a split piece of wood. And the wood is um, how do you call it in English? I was going to say it in Italian. It's like almost it's almost you can you can feel the grooves of the wood. It's beautiful. Yes. So you're sitting down and, and this culture and all the table is made. Uh, only in one tree that is uh, 1,016 years old. One tree yes. made all the tables? Yes. Oh, wow. And so, is it an Italian tree? No, it's uh, from Normandia. Oh. And uh, it's very important because there's a sort of uh, link each table with the other one. So it's, it's a sort of harmony also in the little details. For us, is very important. It's a sort of energy that you can feel. Well, I know that um, you know in the concept of trees, when one tree needs, when one tree is lacking in nourishment, the roots of the trees send water and nourishment yes. to the. So I see what you're saying. Yes. Also, it it kind of flows within that in the room. Yes, this one is a fluidity idea. Yeah, that's a, that's really beautiful. Now, um, how about as far as do you with with the bistro and with Calandre, are there? Um, would you see some of the dishes from Le Calandre at the bistro, or it's a different kind of? No, no it's a different menu. Okay, okay, that's very cool. Now I know also. But we try, we try, for example, to use uh, um, the same ingredients. We try to have uh, to use a part in Calandre and a part in Calandrino, for example, because uh, we we try to uh, to. To have a good uh, solution and uh, to to try to have uh, less uh, waste. waste, yeah. Waste, for example. Now you have uh, eleven restaurants, eleven different. Yes. And I know that I've um, I know that as you mentioned, your mom is a great pastry chef. So I know, for example, you guys have incredible pastries and I've had them at, um, at Quadri in Venice. Yes. The, if you, if you're ever in Venice and you go to the St. Mark's square on the ground level is cafe Quadri, a historic cafe with excellent pastries in the morning. Um, 
who is doing all of your pastries? Is that is that under your direction now? Yes, all the lab is here in Calandre. Mm -hmm. uh, all the research is here, but uh, I work with a great staff of my chef. And for example, uh, the lab uh, production is uh, in uh, 300 meters from here. And uh, we have uh, Ascanio and Alessandro, that those are our chef, pastry chef uh, in this uh, area. And I can work with them uh, every time and I have a, for each restaurant there's one or two of my chef that work with me from minimum 10 years wow and now I know that you're also opening in a few days Amor yes which is this one is a new project a new concept and is a really something different uh, because uh, the idea is to to offer a, a sort of pret a porter of height kitchen in our concept of uh, um, interpretation of pizza, we have two patents uh, of pizza, and so two patents. Yes. Wow! I didn't yes. know. I thought I thought only the Napolitani had a patent. <laughs> yeah, but this one is uh, is um, an, an idea that we have worked a lot of years around uh, of uh, the concept of fluidity and the lightness. Uh, how we can have, uh, uh, we can control and, uh, but also to feel the ingredients more, uh, more clean, more, uh, and to respect uh, each uh, kind of cooking. So, for example, the, the steamed pizza is for that that we have uh, cold. Yes, is for that that you have cold uh, Venetian, Venetian pizza because it's something that is uh, linked to the water. And, uh, and we can serve it in steam way or uh, another way that is crispy, but always uh, the, the first part is uh, steamed. Now with the ingredients, will you, because I, I know for example quadri, a lot of the ingredients are from the laghetto and they and they refer Laguna, to I say. A, a Laguna. Laguna, yes. <laughs> Did I say laghetto? <laughs> there is no there is no small lake. <laughs> <laughs> How about with the with the pizzeria, where we, because I I know it says a Venetian love story, and I know there's also a little tie-in with your brother. Is this, you know, I know I also because I, I think I was reading in the in the press release, the very the very um, mysterious press release, um, this Venetian love story, and um, I was wondering is are the ingredients going to be Venetian as well, or because you're because by the way I should mention that is it is it's not really the ingredients from Venice. It can be, but it's not necessary. It's the idea of the steamed, of the steam, but also all the history. It's a sort of oniric space. We we have uh, we work with uh, Philip Stark, and it's uh, incredible. And we he game he he play a lot in this concept. So it's a sort of history. It's a love story. It's something particular. I cannot tell you before. Uh, Opening. Oh, so it's it's opening. So Amor is opening in Milan at Ten yes. Corso Como, yes. and it's opening in Design Week. And you casually mentioned that you work with Philippe Stark, who happens to be one of the most creative architects of the 20th and 21st century. And I know that he's also collaborated with you on your on. In Stern and in Quadri, and also in Amor. In Amor, so in 
at least four places. And uh, so, so this is going to be his fifth, or well, this is going to be an, another collaboration with Philippe Stark, which ties in very well with yes, Design we are, Week. Yes, we are very friends, and uh, we like to work together. Do you do you guys speak in French together? Is that is that yes. what you speak with? Because that, yes. that's what because I, I know he. My French is better than my English. <laughs> Let me tell you, your English has been amazing. Brilliant, yes. No, you can send to Marisa, please. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's going to hear this. <laughs> and then she'll call you. <laughs> no, your English has been amazing. Now, I, so I know, I know that there's a beautiful collaboration with Stark. And then there is something else that I personally found so beautiful when I've been in your restaurants is the artwork. Yes. Because you are an artist. No. Probably a cook, not a chef. <laughs> you are an artist. So I'd love to know a little bit if you want to if you want to share with us a little bit about I know I know they're hand painted menus is that yes. correct Yes. Want to talk a little bit about that? I, for us, it's always uh, a sort of um, um, reflex of the ingredients. It's always something that is uh, very linked to the material. We like to give something that is uh, really personalized uh, to our guests. Uh, to give something that is tailor-made. Well, it's I've only made for you. This one is important. Today is a technology a world where uh, you can... Uh, you don't feel uh, yourself. So when someone enters in our restaurant, must to, to feel the human sense of the life. And uh, the, f the flavor, the, the smell, the, the touch, all the sense uh, follow this, the the idea of the elevation of your system to think to 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 feel. This one is our idea. So um, the art, uh, the details, uh, is very important because uh, you can uh, you you must to to respect and to to feel and to appreciate. I think that's definitely one of when I, when I was at Quadri, one of the experience. I remember just holding the water glass, yes. and it was it was almost in my experience. You know, I've I've done some meditation, yes. and when you when mindful meditation, you know, they talk about feeling exactly yes. where you are. And I had when I picked up the glass, I was like, that I. It was, I'm in the water. <laughs> yes, it was it was really incredible, and and then I and then I got it, and then and then Marisa told me it was on purpose, and I was like, yes. oh wow. Can you imagine when you have the glass of wine? We are in the wine. It's very interesting. <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I want to ask you, um, I wanted to ask you just a quick, since, since you are born and raised in Padova or in, the, yes. in this neighborhood, um, I, a long time ago, I lived in Venice and I used to come to Padova specifically every week to see the Scrovegni Chapel. Oh, that was my thing. That was like what I did. So I'd love for it to tell people um, what else, if, if you have, so there's the Scrovegni Chapel, which is by Giotto, which is... A jewel. Um, do you have any other things in the Veneto that you'd like to share? As in Padua, you have a lot of things to, to see. I think uh, the Orto Botanico, the Ilbo, l'Università di University, is the second university in Italy after Bologna, whereas Galileo has worked. You have the early Osservatorio Astronomico. Was that Galileo's? No. Yes. Oh, wow. And you have a Palazzo della Ragione where you have the market uh, area and you can find uh, a very interesting food street that is a pulp that make uh, 
Folparo. Octopus. Octopus. Folparo. Yes, he's uh, our <laughs> friend, he's great. He makes you with a. It's incredible. He makes uh, the, the octopus he cooked. You have a, you have a pot. Uh -huh. And he opened, he oil. cut olive oil, salt, pepper, but it's fantastic. It's fantastic. What, every, every night you can. You can what is this street called? Is in um, Piazza delle Frutte. And it's called Fulparo? Folparo. Folparo. But it's a, an ambulant. It's like a it's like a food truck. Yes. For octopus. Yes. Oh, I have to try but this. It's, it's very famous. Uh, now he 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 start to be very famous, but he's a lot of years that uh, he's uh, over there, and he's a fantastic. The area is fantastic, and when he's uh, in winter, is the best moment because you have the cold and the contrast with the, this something that is hot. And this smell is. Mm. I would never, that sounds amazing. Yes. I would never have thought about that. All right. Well, I, if you go this night, you can find it. And then I'll have to eat octopus tonight. Yes. Okay. And uh, if you go there, you must tell uh, that it's Massimiliano. Okay. Okay. I will tell him. Uh, how you can see also in Italy, by the Prato della Valle is the, 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 is the near uh, La Basilica del Santo. Mm -hmm. You have the Prato della Valle, is a area incredible, uh, with a, it's a square, very interesting to see, and you can... Uh, in the past, uh, Padua was uh, most famous than Venice, remember that, and after... So it's, it's very... You have a coffee very famous, that Pedrocchi. Oh, I've never... I've never heard of si diceva il Padova era la città senza santo, il caffè senza porte, no, il caffè senza porte, caffè senza porte e il prato senza l'erba. Ok, so, uh, so yes. Padova is the city without saints, the cafe, the bar without doors, and the park space without grass. Yes, yes because it's Prato della Valle. Ah. It's Prato, it's... it's a and uh, the Basilica del uh, Santo... All the people tell Basilica del Santo is Sant'Antonio, okay. so nobody tell. And uh, the, the Café Pedrocchi, in the period of the war, uh, there was uh, always occupation, and was uh, always a, the door was always open. open. So without, uh, without, door. wi without doors. Now I have a quick question, because I know your brother lives in Venice. Yeah. And you live here. Yes. And I know, historically, that the Rialto Bridge... Yes. Yes. Was was made by the wasn't it the the chiesa and it's, the marble is from they just they hanno distrutto una chiesa a Padova per fare il Rialto il Ponte Rialto so I just thought that was really it's like I thought it was really funny it's like, not my brother right? no it's not but <laughs> <laughs> well, he would he would be, be really old not just six years older but I thought it was pretty funny that we you know the 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 the, the, the Veneziani and the Padovani have had a history of maybe little uh, battles and then you guys live in two of the cities. <laughs> you know, the, it's an island. It was an island yeah. after they, 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 they had, uh, had the bridge and so... Uh, in fact, uh, normally the Venetian call uh, the other population terrestri. <laughs> it's very strange. Like la land people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so your brothers become Venetian now and you're just terrestre. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, listen, I had a wonderful time speaking with you, and I'm I'm so excited to have lunch, and it was it was really Thank a pleasure you. to meet you. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella who continue to make me sound and feel great. 